Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the 10th wonder of the world, Tommy Wildfire Fierro. Tommy, how you doing, brother? The 10th wonder of the world, huh? You are the 10th wonder of the world when it comes to professional wrestling, my man. And the ninth was China, correct? Correct. Correct. The ninth so was what, China. What number, what number, Jay, do you think that you would fall into then? Would you make the top 20, the top 50, the top 8 million? What would it be? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that every week wonder what I'm talking about. But I would say I'm way down the list on the top wonders. But with everything you're doing in the world of 80s wrestling, how you've turned a passion into your livelihood, everyone wonders how you do it, Tommy. And so you are the 10th wonder in my book. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I'm very humbled by your kind words. Uh, it's just a grind, bro. That's all it is, man. And uh, we'll be grinding again this weekend in New Jersey. We've got a big signing coming up at our store, The Wrestling Collector. This Sunday, uh, I about to say March, my, my brain's all messed up. Uh, this Sunday, uh, November the 7th, at the Wrestling Collector on Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey, from 2 to 5 p.m., we're going to be reuniting the dream team, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. These guys don't get together very often, so this is a rare signing, getting them together, getting the tag team photo op and tag team autograph picture Cool thing, Jay, if, if you don't live in the New Jersey area and you would like to get an autographed picture of Greg Valentine or Brutus Beefcake or the Dream Team together, uh, you can actually go to our website, 80swrestlingcon.com now. You can place an order, and I'll have them sign it for you, however you'd like, uh, when they're at the start of this Sunday, and then ship it out to you next week. And then next Monday, well, this coming Monday, I'm sorry, November the 8th, the day after our in-store signing, we have a big virtual signing and jay i know that you're looking forward to this one because the doctor of style slick the slickster will be our live virtual signing guest this night from 7 to 10 p.m eastern time you can uh, watch it live on our facebook page the link is on our website 80s wrestling con.com you can order an 8 by 10 while you're on there of slick and then Tune in live this Monday night and watch them sign it. We'll also give you a shout-out. And check this out, Jay. I just found out that the Slickster is bringing one of his old suits for an auction at the end of the virtual signing this Monday night. Oh, my goodness, Tommy. Can you imagine Owning a suit of the doctor of style. You know how sometimes when you're a celebrity and you go to visit a university, they will give you like an honorary doctorate degree from that university. If you own slick suit, does that mean you're an honorary doctor of style? I, I think it does. Oh, it, can't, it definitely can't hurt. It definitely can't hurt. Uh, listen, your weekend is the thing's, of, of 80 wrestling fans dreams right now when you're talking about in-store signing you're going to be hanging out with brutus beefcake and greg the hammer valentine the dream team it's kind of rare that you get a 
tag team where the individuals have just as good of a singles career or better than their tag team careers. Like they were tag team champions and then they both went on to have great solo careers before and after that tag team. And so you're talking about a couple of hall of famers and then to transition from them to hanging out with slick who played such a big part in the eighties wrestling scene and then just kind of fell off the radar to bring him back and get to hang out with him. Tommy, I'm jealous. I'm going to be honest. I'm jealous of the weekend you have ahead of you. <laughs> well, trust me, bro. It won't, it won't be all uh, rainbows and butterflies. I'm sure I'll be running around with a chicken with a head cut off all weekend. But uh, as long as all the fans have a good time and fans around the world can get an opportunity to get a personalized autographed picture of me, their beefcake Valentine, them together are slick. My, my, my duty is done for the weekend, man. There you go, brother. Now, that's the duty for the weekend, but we got a big task ahead of us today. You could say it's a giant task. We're going to be talking about our favorite memories and our favorite moments from the career of the living embodiment of larger-than-life Andre the Giant. Tommy, are you ready to dive in today's conversation? Yeah, man. This is, I mean, this is a big one, especially – for me, who runs 80s wrestling social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, you know, I, you know I, I post photos of, you know, different 80s wrestlers throughout, you know, the day, and I always, always, always notice that when I post Andre the Giant J, those numbers jump up big time as far as how many people are pressing like on them, how many people are sharing them, how many people are commenting uh, underneath the post. So Andre's always one of the big, uh, not, I'm not telling you anything, but one of the big producers as far as when you, 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 you post his picture. And, and there's so many classic pictures of Andre, him as a, as a good guy, him as a, a bad guy, heel, him early in his career, uh, pictures of outside the ring. So, I mean, Andre was one of the biggest names in the history of wrestling. And, he was gigantic in the eighties. You know, uh, there, there's not that many people you can count on one hand uh, that you first pop up into your head when you're, you're thinking eighties wrestling, obviously Hulk Hogan's going to uh, jump right in your head. Obviously the macho man's going to jump, jump right into your head and, and definitely Andre the giant is one of them. So we're going to be talking about the career of Andre the giant today. I want to know, your favorite Andre the, Giant, uh, Andre the Giant memories and moments. And one question, Jay, I'd like to ask every caller today is, did you like Andre the Giant better as a heel or better as a babyface? And then me and you will give our answers at the end. Uh, but I believe we've got some calls on the line, right? The slam line is lighting up. The first call that we're going to take, we're going out to the sun, the sunny California to talk to Brian from Chico. Brian, welcome back to the show, brother. Thanks, Jumpin' Jay. Thanks, uh, Tommy Wildfire. What's going on? Hey, man. How are you today? I'm doing good. Uh, rare. We got a little bit of rain again today, but it should sun get a little sunnier later today. And uh, it's still only 60 degrees at 77 in the morning, oh, brother, so it's not dude, too cold. <laughs> as, as we're recording this right now, it's currently 34 degrees in New Jersey where I'm at right now. So the heat's blasting in the slam shop right now. I have my hoodie on, and uh, you're over here talking about – you're complaining about 60 degrees? 
Oh, I'm not complaining. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they were no, talking about uh, Andre the Giant, and uh, what a like I said, iconic's an understatement uh, as far as definitely the an icon. Oh yeah, they, uh, unquestionably one of the biggest names in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, one hour definitely won't do him justice talking about him today. So this could possibly, possibly be another you know two parter down the line. But you know what, what's the first thing that you think of? When you hear the name Andre well, the Giant, yeah, I mean, a uh, couple things real quick. Vince Senior was real smart in shopping him out and having him go around the territories uh, way back in the '70s, so that he wouldn't get stale. Because people see him once a year, twice a year, and if they see him more than that, he doesn't become special. So, uh, I know you got to see him. Uh, I think it was East Rutherford, New Jersey, January 87. Tommy, you got to see him when he was on Piper's Pit uh, getting a trophy, oh, yeah. if I remember right. Uh, that's That had to be huge. Um, just the history behind seeing those Piper's Pits was huge. Uh, I got to see him once, uh, November 88, so almost 33 years ago, and it was the last live event we went to. Uh, Randy Savage was champ and faced Andre the Giant, and it turned out it was a uh, the Saturday night's main event taping. Uh, it was very memorable, a lot of fun. Uh, Jake the Snake came in at the end uh, with the snake, and that's when they started the Andre's Afraid of Snakes angle. Um, the, the other thing that saddens me about Andre is I'm 47. He was just short of 47 when he passed, and he knew that he was going to die young and you know live life to the fullest because of it uh he was a lonely guy there weren't any other giant cohorts other than big john stud was close and those he didn't like the other giants in wrestling but uh, uh with the i don't know how to pronounce it acromegaly uh disease that he had he chose to not have surgery and and go through life and and be a special spectacle in wrestling and uh had to drink a lot of alcohol to cut down on the pain that that brought, but what a gift he gave all us wrestling fans uh, being, uh, you know, in the world of wrestling, I think from around when he was 20 back in 65, 66 up until he passed in, in 93. So we got, we got to have a lot of good years with Andre in there. And he's one of those guys like Savage where in, in Piper too, where did, it's about a 50-50 on him, good and bad. He did so good in both roles. Um, just because of the highlight with the whole Piper's Pit run through through the Hulk feud, I guess I'll, I'll lean on the heel side. But what a great uh, baby face. What a great heel. Uh, what an icon of wrestling. Brian, you you bring up tremendous points. When you were talking about the fact that he passed at such a young age, I couldn't help but think they did some really nice documentaries of Andre recently. A&E put out a good one. I think HBO put one out a few years ago. And I think the perspective of Andre's life that we didn't see as a fan was the sadness that you talked about, that his whole life was, was a challenge and that he put on a happy face and he went out and he performed for people. But when you think back in the 70s and 80s when he's traveling the world, Traveling is not as comfortable for a guy his size back then. Planes weren't built for him. Cars weren't built for him. So when you really think about the things that he went through in order to perform, really tells the tale of how much he loved the business and loved performing for for us fans. And so you, you kind of take your hat off to him at this 
stage when you're an adult, you can look back and realize what he really went through for the industry. Yeah, cab drivers would, uh, you know, you'd have to hide around things so the cab drivers wouldn't see because they wouldn't <laughs> stop for him. And, and uh, especially in Japan, everything was built so small that a guy like him, it's just really difficult to live, I'm sure. And uh, the other thing is, uh, I think he was reported to have made something around 400 grand in the early 70s one year, which is around $2.5 million today. So this Man. guy had so much money that he just basically he insisted on paying for dinners whether it was him taking somebody out or some somebody inviting him out he always insisted on paying uh love playing cards things that he could you know just be 50 50 with people and on an even level so hey man let me let me that made him feel normal was good let me let you know right now if you ever want to take me out to dinner too man you're more than you're more than welcome, welcome to have <laughs> We'll probably base it on height, and I think I, I might get a free meal. <laughs> hey, man, we we enjoy we always enjoy listening to your point of view, and I, 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 I'm sitting here and pretty much agreeing with everything you said. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you calling in. I hope to hear from you again next week. Hey, thanks so much, and uh, keep up the great work, guys. Take care. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Brian. Well, there you have it, Tommy. We got the first – Slam line phone call in today and and pretty much right on the money with everything he said. He knew his facts Absolutely. about Andre's career. And so it's always a joy to talk to people that know the business and have a passion for it like you and I do. And I know the next guy who's been waiting on this slam line knows his stuff, is passionate. And he's a longtime listener, longtime caller. We're going back to the beautiful city of Butler. Danny, welcome back to the show. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, good morning. Dangerous Danny from Butler. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm uh, just uh, kicking back uh, how fortunate I am to uh, have both kids home, uh, one off from school and the other one sleeping. So, uh, you know, my little time now to uh, uh, decompress and uh, talk about the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, man. No school here in New Jersey today, Jay. Uh, My daughter's off, too. Are you off today, uh, Danny, or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm luckily, luckily I'm off uh, today and tomorrow, it's so a, I can, you know, I'll get a little day. time to it's relax. A, it's a good day for a ride up to the wrestling collector, brother. <laughs> you know what, man? Like I said, I, and, and somebody, someone's already mentioned that, so that was already planned before you even mentioned that. <laughs> awesome, man. We'll see you later then. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're talking about the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. Now, Danny, I know, man, I know growing up, especially in this area, you know, WWF was gigantic. Andre right in the forefront of it with Hulk Hogan. What, what are some of your uh, your memories of Andre the Giant? And uh, a two-part question, I guess. Did you prefer him better as a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, you know, I guess I, I think, like I said, he could have done either way um, just as good. But like I said, my, my memories of him are always going to be uh, – you know, Piper's pit and turning on Hogan and ripping the crucifix off of Hogan uh, leading up to WrestleMania three. Uh, that's, that's the Andre that I'm always going to remember. Um, you know, I, like I said, I was kind of young getting, when I got in, you know, he was still, a, you know, a, a baby face, you know, for WrestleMania one and, uh, you know, him being at the, the battle Royal at WrestleMania two. Um, and because I remember, you know, the, 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 you know, him teaming up with Hogan against, you know, Bundy and Stud and all that, but you know the, the heel run definitely stood out to me. 
um, you know, obviously, you know, Andre was, you know, when you talk about, you know, a, a, you know, a mythical figure, folklore, you know, saying is the reason why he's the the first member of the WWE, WWE Hall of Fame. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, he, he he passed young. He knew he was on borrowed time, so, you know, he definitely lived his life. Um, you definitely wanted to be on his good side, you know, because if he if he if he respected you and he liked you, you know, he'll he'll give you the world. If you were on the other end, you know, you know, you know good good luck, man, because I I don't want a seven foot five, uh, five hundred twenty five pound uh, person uh, after me. But like I said, uh, you know, I, I you know. When Andre is as much big uh, a superstar as Hogan in that era in history, you know, you know WrestleMania three, you talk about that was the pinnacle of of wrestling, uh, you know, the, the history of wrestling right there. I don't think it get any bigger than that, you know, doing what he did, uh, you know, in his condition, you know, not knowing if he was going to be able to perform and going out and you know, and pretty much passing the torch to Hogan when he let him slam him, you know, my. You know, my uh, another big memory was uh, his feud with Jake the Snake. You know, who could have forget? You know, Saturday night's main event. He, he came out, interfered in the in a, uh, Jake's Rick Rude match, and you know, we're, you know Jesse the you know Jesse the Body during his commentary, he goes, you know, what's the Snake gonna do? And you know, when Jake brings out that Snake, you know, Andre sold that perfectly. That was you know such a great you know build up to WrestleMania five. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's just, you know, Andre, you know, what it, what, he was just, you know, like I say, he was just a, you know, just a spectacle. Um, I was able to, I was fortunate to see him in a, in a Garden House show uh, when, he, when he had his run with uh, the Ultimate Warrior sometime. I think it was like October of 89 when uh, he was the Intercontinental Champion. So I actually got to see him once. I was pretty close. So I was like, you know, I was in awe of the, the sheer size and, you know, the, just the aura that he had you know, walking down that aisle, you know, like, you, you said, this is just, this is a real giant. So, like I said, growing up, like I said, Andre, you know, will always be part of, of my childhood growing up. And like I said, he's just one guy that his memory will always live, you know, no matter what, no matter how many generations pass, everybody's going to know who was Andre. Now, Danny, I'm going to be honest with you. I never got to see Andre the Giant in person. I've seen countless videos you know of him his matches and things like that but describe me like when you're a kid and you see Andre the Giant what is running through your head the first time you see this man because I got to believe that in wrestling they tend to exaggerate height so was he really seven foot four I have no idea but I got to believe he's larger than any person you've ever seen in your life and so what runs through a child's head when they see Andre come down that aisle you just, you know, you just, you're in awe. Like I said, whether you're a child, you know, even a, a grown-up, you're you're in awe of uh, of the the sheer presence of that of that individual. You know, it's it was, you know, I'll never forget. You know, looking at him, you know, walking down that aisle, like holy jeez. And you know, you look at someone like that, especially when, you know, he's challenging Hogan at that time. You're thinking, I'm like, damn, you know, this, this guy's gonna actually beat Hogan. You know, I don't, you know, you didn't, you didn't think that Hogan was going to be able to beat Andre. Um, so, like I said, it's definitely, you know, it's a spectacle, especially, you know, me, you know, eight years old at the time, you know, it was 1989. I'm like, wow. You know, like I said, I don't think his mystique was, uh, 
as it was in eighty like as it was in eighty seven before WrestleMania three. But like I said, at, at that time, you know, it's still Andre. No matter what, you're not gonna um, you know, like I said, you're you're still gonna be in awe. And like I said, it was just like I said, I was very fortunate to be actually see him once um, throughout. You know, in, in my childhood, I didn't get an opportunity to to go to a lot of house shows, but you know, here and there, you know, I, I was you know I was uh, fortunate. And it was, it was like I said, something that you'll never forget getting, uh, being able to see that. So, you know, like I said, Andre, like I said, you 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 look at the, just the respect that he garnered. You know, you look at the his a uh, the the A and E uh, that uh, hit WWE hidden treasures. You know, you know guys like Big Show and Mark Henry who never met him. The sheer respect that they had for him, looking for his memorabilia, tracking down. You know what? You know his masks or his suits or whatnot. You know you had Mark Henry even breaking down in tears for someone that he's never met. That that comes to show you what someone like that meant to them growing up. And I, I believe I think the Big Show I think suffered from the same thing that Andre suffered from and was able to catch it at an earlier age and and do something about it. So like I said, it's, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, what you know how a person could touch you without you never even having any interaction with them. In your life, you know that, that speaks volumes of uh, of Andre. It does, Danny. Let me ask you this: this last question here is in the world of wrestling, we've seen other big, tall guys. We've got the Big Show, we've got the Great Kali, we had the Giant Gonzalez. But it seems like Andre the Giant has a different aura about him than other so-called giants of the industry. In your opinion, Danny, what is it that made Andre the Giant so special compared to other guys with big size? Uh, you know, I I just think, like I said, I, I, it's kind of hard. But like I said, it's just you know because he was the first. I, I I I could I guess you could say he was the first one to hit mainstream. Like you know, I guess you could say he's the standard. You know, that's a, you know, that's kind of you know, it's kind of hard. That's a hard act to follow. You know, like you know the first caller said, you know, Vince Senior, you know, uh, you know, shipped them around to the different territories, you know, and, and, and he, made, he, he made them, you know, he made them a spectacle. I don't want to say like, a, I don't want to say the word sideshow, but brought them out, you know, from time to time. And, you know, whenever Andre came to town, like, you know, that's a big deal. Um, So, you know, like he, you know, I think he, when did he start wrestling in France? Like at, at the age of 16 or 17. And he was already, a, you know, a frequently large individual you know i i guess it's just you know the you know him being on comic you know comics you know him you know the pictures of him being the slave like you know holding the globe or whatnot you know certain things like that made andre you know larger than life you know that's why you know they even have a a dvd title larger than life because he was larger than life and i don't like i said i don't think those other superstars that uh they try to you know make them out as giants or you know, they, they just, I don't think they just compare to the aura and, you know, the, the myth, you know, and, you know, the, the, the folk tales of Andre, you know, whether it was eating or whether it was, you know, drinking 139 beers in a, a sitting. It, it's just, like I said, it's something that I don't think anybody could ever duplicate. Well, Danny, you, you, and, you and Boogeyman did that last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> The the one shot of Don Julio, I don't I don't know if I I could uh, I could compare that to uh, having a, a a drink. It was fun, but like I said, having uh, doing something with Andre, um, that that would be something to really uh, brag about. 
Absolutely, man. And uh, me, you, and Jay would all have been sleeping under a table uh, together if we were trying to keep up with Andre. But, hey, Danny, thanks as always for calling in, man. We always enjoy listening uh, to what you have to say. And, and, and again, I, I find myself sitting here and just nodding my head up and down, right, Jay? Because everything the guy says, I, I pretty much agree with everything you say. So, uh, uh As always, thanks for calling in, brother, and I and, uh, hope to see you uh, later today at the Wrestling Collector. If not this weekend... Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Beefcake up here this Sunday, brother. I'll, I'll be there. That's a, a long, a long overdue. Uh, definitely, was, I'm looking forward to that uh, signing. So, uh, uh, Tommy, Jump and Jay, you guys have a great weekend, and I'll uh, be talking to you guys next week. All right, brother. Sounds Thanks, good, man. Danny. Thank you. Well, there you go, Tommy. We got two callers to start the show, both of them very, very knowledgeable about Andre the Giant. And the common thread is that even though we've had big wrestlers throughout our entire lives as wrestling fans, there was something different. There was something special about Andre the Giant. He was the first, the original Giant, but there was an aura that he carried about him that made him different than everybody else. Now, when you were watching wrestling as a young child, Tommy, did you, were you aware of that? that feeling that this guy was special, that there was something different about him. I remember every time he was on my screen, my eyes were glued to it. Were, were you having a similar experience as a kid? Absolutely, man. I mean, who, who, how couldn't you? I mean, it's not every day that you see someone that is literally larger than life. And, and he was, you know, and uh, he's just iconic, man. And, and, and I'm thinking about just all the big moments that he was in and, you know, you, you think of your childhood and my childhood, you know, growing up a wrestling fan in the 80s and, you know, primarily watching WWF, you know, you, you pinpoint your biggest moment as a child watching. And it has to be for me, Andre Hogan at WrestleMania three. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm not the only one that's thinking this. If, if, if you were to say, you know, give me three big moments that you remember from wrestling as a kid, that, that has to be one of them, is when Hogan and Andre wrestled at WrestleMania three and the, the whole build up, and and and, and the caller earlier, uh, he has a good memory. He he remembers that you know several weeks back I made mention that I was actually at uh, the tapings that they taped the Piper's Pits when Andre turned on and challenged Hogan for a match at WrestleMania three. It was it was filmed at the Brendan Byrne Arena. Uh, in the uh, well, Meadowlands Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and, and I was there for it. And just being a kid and always looking up to, you know, Andre and looking at him as that larger-than-life, you know, figure and character, seeing him, uh, who you never in a million years think that he would be capable of doing anything other than, you know, the right thing, you know, seeing him rip off Hulk Hogan's shirt and the cross and Roddy Piper on his knee with Hogan, telling Hogan he's bleeding, and is man. I mean, if I, if that was say Hercules Hernandez in that situation, and no disrespect to Hercules whatsoever, uh, but if it was Hercules in that situation, you know, ripping off Hulk Hogan's shirt and cross and challenging him to a match at WrestleMania, there's no way that would have gotten the same reaction uh, than when Andre did it, and I'm sure that. And again, no disrespect to him, that 93,000 people uh, wouldn't have been on the edge of their seats anticipating that match like they would have Hogan and Andre. And obviously, 
Andre's a gigantic reason uh, why that match was so successful. I mean, the story itself was just perfect, and Hogan was the the, the perfect good guy, and Andre was the perfect challenger. So I mean, it, it just the, the whole thing was perfect together. But there's no question that Andre played a huge, huge, huge gigantic part in the success of WrestleMania three. You know, I think to take right on that is Andre played a huge part in the boom of wrestling in the eighties altogether. Oh, the yeah, highlight definitely. of that being WrestleMania three. I think if I have any regrets about Andre's career, it's that as a fan in the eighties, I'm coming in at what could be called the tail end of his run, his body starting to wear down, He's not as mobile. He's not as athletic as he was. Because when you watch some of the, the older Andre matches, like the man can move, he can go. By the time we get him in Hogan, he's kind of more of that slow, lumbering giant. But in the same token, as a kid, that's what you expect out of a giant. You expect him to move slowly, methodically, to be powerful, that every movement matters and means something, no wasted energy. And so you were talking about if you subbed Hercules Hernandez into the Andre spot. The same could be said if you subbed him into the Hogan spot and Andre did that to somebody other than Hogan. Like those two at this time, the passing of the torch, because up to this point, Andre was the professional wrestler. He was the guy that was well-known worldwide. He had crossover success. He was in movies, TV shows. He was the face of kind of the wrestling industry up to this point. And so this really is the passing of the torch. Andre's run is coming to an end. Hogan's is about to be skyrocketed. And in the process, the whole industry is skyrocketed. And it has to do just as much to do with who Andre was and who Hulk Hogan was. Like like you said, it was a perfect pairing that came along at a perfect time. So if you're picturing the moment in wrestling, a lot of us would say Andre Hogan. If you're saying the moment in Hulk Hogan's career, a lot of us would say Andre and Hogan. If you were saying the moment in Andre's career, a lot of us would point back to that WrestleMania three matchup. Just an iconic two giants of the industry colliding and the presentation that Vince McMahon did for Andre, how they filmed him from low angles, how man, they just made him seem unbeatable. And up to that point, he had been. And so it was a real believable storyline. And I think that's what's missing in today's wrestling is you don't have those real believable storylines that you buy into hook, line, and sinker. But Andre was one that you 100% believed he was a giant walking the earth and he could not be beaten. Absolutely, man. And and he did a good job, you know, even after his run with Hogan, you know, he, he was put in situations where he did a program with uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, which I think definitely elevated Duggan uh, up the ladder as far as being, you know, over with the audience. He was over with the audience, but when, you know, he stepped up to the plate and got in Andre the Giant's face, I mean, that gave Hacksaw Jim Duggan a ton, a ton of credibility, Jay. And uh, real quickly, I want to just uh, send our thoughts and prayers to Axel Jim Duggan, uh, who's you know having some health issues right now, and he, he documented that on his social media last week. And he was scheduled to be our virtual guest at the end of this month, but obviously that's not going to happen. But uh, we're we're talking about just want to send our thoughts and prayers to, to him and 
for a speedy recovery. But uh, Andre was absolutely fantastic in helping elevate people as well because he did that with Duggan big time. You remember he was choking Duggan, Jay, and remember blood was coming out of Duggan's mouth? You remember that? I absolutely remember that. I think, I think in this part of Andre's career, he's kind of come to terms with the fact that his career is winding down. And I think, like you said, he's trying to use his status to help make people. Duggan is a perfect example of that. Duggan is kind of a guy we all remember fondly, but he never had like a main event type run. But when he got the rub from Andre, it made you take notice of him. And like you were saying, Andre did that for a bunch of different wrestlers in this time period. As one of the callers uh, indicated, I think it was Brian said that he got to see Savage Andre. On a, on a Saturday night main event taping. And that matchup, the way the announcers framed it, was you're not a great champion until you face the Giant. So it was kind of that, that test for Savage as the newly crowned World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. Hogan was a great champion. Hogan beat the Giant. If Savage wants to be a great champion, he's got to beat Giant. Oh, yeah. He, he had matches with the Ultimate Warrior that helped get the warrior over. He had matches with Jake the Snake, which helped elevate, you know, his aura in the WWF. And so you're right, Tommy. Andre was using his status as the pro wrestler to beat to help some of these other up-and-coming talents get that rub. And you got to tip your hat to Andre for doing that. He didn't have to do that, but it helped elevate everybody that stepped in the ring with him. Absolutely. And you can, you can date back Andre. You want to look at the first few WrestleManias, you know, Andre was, you know, highlighted big time in, in, in the first several, you know. You know, WrestleMania one, he's in there with Big John Studd, $10,000 body slam challenge. That was one of the marquee matches on, on the bill for WrestleMania one, definitely. Uh, WrestleMania two, again, he's in a situation with one of the, the, the marquee matches of WrestleMania two was the, you know, wrestlers versus NFL Battle Royal, which was the main event uh, in one of the towns, and, and, and Andre won that. So, uh, you know, right off the bat, he's a, he's a big part of WrestleMania 1 and 2 uh, as, a, as a good guy. And then WrestleMania 3 comes, obviously, the biggest match ever, in my opinion, Hogan and Andre. WrestleMania 4, he's back with Hogan again. Uh, big storyline there, part of the, you know, the title tournament. And then WrestleMania 5, he's in there with Jake the Snake Roberts. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's in. And then he, he tag teamed with Haku. And, and they, were the, they were the colossal connection. So, yeah, he did a lot of stuff early on, man. Even though, you know, he, you said the late 80s, his career was winding down. And, and I, I get it. I mean, he was a big time in the, the 70s and, and early 80s. But he still has a fantastic run here, Jay, that you're, that you're watching as a kid. And I'm, I'm watching as a kid, too, because I started watching in uh, 85. Um, you know, it, his, his, his legendary match with Hogan will always be iconic and always stand the test of time. But... Uh, like, like you said, he, he did a great job in elevating uh, some baby faces up the ladder. He did it perfectly for a uh, macho man already was, he was the, the world champion. He was the next guy, but you, what you said, Jay is perfect. Like you, you, you know, Hogan beat, beat me, but you know, he never did. So I think that he was the perfect opponent for Savage. He helped elevate Jim Duggan because Jim Duggan was catching on. And I think that elevated him up a notch and definitely Jake the snake Roberts as a babyface, elevated him up a notch. Uh, teaming with Haku, it, it, I, I think it elevated Haku. So, I mean, I, I think that 
Andre did a fantastic job in, in, in the run that he had there that we were watching, even though you know he, it was past his earlier days. He, he still, man, so many iconic moments involving him. You know, you brought up his teaming with Haku for the Colossal Connection. I will tell you, one of my favorite moments or, or uh, storylines growing up was the Colossal Connection versus Demolition when they beat him for the titles. They beat Axe and Smash for the titles by isolating Axe in the ring and just going to town on him. And then the rematch at WrestleMania six when Demolition was able to recapture the tag team titles from the Colossal Connection. And then Andre turns on Bobby Heenan at the end of the match. It still brings a smile to my my face just talking about it because that was such an iconic storyline in my mind as a kid being such a huge fan of demolition that when they lost the titles to Haku and Andre, which is such a tough team, like both those individuals are, are tough as nails. And so you could see how it happened and then being worried that they wouldn't be able to get the titles back because of the way Andre and Haku dominated their first matchup. And so I love that. And so even though Andre's winding down and maybe can't, be a singles wrestler on his own anymore. The fact that they teamed him with Aku, in my mind, it worked, and I was I was into that. Uh, I thought that was that was so good, and so uh, thank you for bringing that up because that's one of my favorite moments of that WrestleMania six card is the Colossal Connection versus Demolition. Oh yeah, I also remember this is this is the tail end of his career as well. This was even I think believe after he was wrestling. He got attacked by Earthquake. Did anyone Earthquake first came in? Gosh, you're tickling my, my memory banks here. I'd have to look that up. It would make sense because Earthquake was kind of the next in line to fill that larger-than-life spot in the world of wrestling. Because I know a lot of the stuff they did with Earthquake, Earthquake mimicked stuff they had done with Andre or done with King Kong Bundy in the past where he, you know, injures Hogan or uh, Jake the Snake finds out that he's scared of Damien. And then, of course, Earthquake goes on to, to squash Damien, which was an awesome angle. And so I know they mirrored a lot of what they've done with Andre with, with Earthquake. So it would make sense at some point if they kind of did a passing of the torch giant-wise from Andre to, to Earthquake. But I'd have to look that up. I don't know that off the top of my head. Yeah, and, and and let's quickly talk about Andre the Giant outside of the ring, Jay, because he he had he he was he was someone that if you didn't know if you didn't follow wrestling or you didn't know anything about wrestling, you know who Andre the Giant was. I mean, the guy is you know larger than life. Um, so yeah, he was a household name in in the eighties, a household name. Whether you watched WWF or you didn't you heard of Andre the Giant. And Andre, you know, for people that don't even follow wrestling, uh, many people, you know, discovered him in the 1987 film, The Princess Bride, Jay. Listen, to this day, that is such a classic movie that people still, when they're seeing it for the first time, fall in love with it. And he had a, he had a big role in that movie. Now, Today's age, it's common that wrestlers transition or try to transition to Hollywood. Andre the Giant did that before it was common, before it was the in thing to do. It was just he was such a big character that Hollywood, I feel like, came knocking on him. His role in The Princess Bride 
I mean, I love that movie. And so I think that's an iconic role that people will be discovering Andre through that role for years and years. And then through that role, they might investigate uh, into his wrestling matches and some of the other things. But he appeared on a number of TV shows and, and in films. But I think Princess Bride is probably uh, the, the most well-known one. Yeah, definitely. And uh, also, I want to tell you something funny. Uh, Lanny Poffo told me a, a story one time when I had him up for a, uh, a convention. He was, he was talking about, someone asked him about Andre the Giant, and he started telling Andre the Giant stories. And he told a story about how, because we were just talking about Princess Bride, how proud Andre was of that film, so much so that he got an advanced copy of it on VHS. Yes, back then, youngsters, we, we had things called VCRs, <laughs> where we, we put a tape inside of the machine. Um, so, yeah, so he got an advanced copy, Jay, of the VCR, I mean, of uh, the uh, Princess Bride of VHS, and he would inv- always invite all of his wrestling friends over to his house to watch the Pride uh, <laughs> in advance. And he would supply drinks, dinner, all kinds of stuff. But he, he would invite people over all the time, uh, several times to watch the movie before it came out. That's fantastic. I guess if I was in his place, I'd be tempted to do the same thing um, because it, it was such a good movie and he had such a big role. And, the Princess Bride was in mid to late eighties. And so there wasn't a lot of wrestlers crossing over and appearing in film. So I got to believe inside the inner circle of the boys, it had to be a pretty big deal for everyone that one of their own kind of made it into a, a Hollywood film. Sure. And, and I, and I can understand Andre, you know, watching it over and over again and, and having parties for it because I, I do that for my, uh, my WrestleMania 15 appearance, Jay, that, that 30 seconds where I'm dressed as a police Somebody officer. Somebody shut that door. Somebody yeah, shut that, that door. That. So I always, you know, I have big spreads and uh, <laughs> filet mignon. And <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean, Andre had a, a fantastic career outside of uh, wrestling as well. We mentioned, uh, he did other stuff. He was Bigfoot. He was in the the series The Six Million Dollar Man. Yep. Um, he did. I, I believe he also had a a cameo um, appearance in the the movie uh, Trading Mom, where it was a he was a circus giant. The, the the movie was actually released a year after his passing, but I, I think it was obviously, well, obviously it was taped before then. So I mean, he he dabbled around with a, a bunch of different things. No, he did. And part of that was that he was a spectacle. He was something you couldn't see every day. And so if you had a film where you need it, if, if you're shooting the $6 million man television series and you need somebody to put on a Bigfoot costume and walk through the woods, like you're not going to get somebody who's average size. You're going to need somebody who could carry the role of a Bigfoot. And there's not many of those guys walking the earth. And so you go to somebody like Andre, same as in Trading Mom. If you need somebody to play a circus giant, well, he's got to be a giant. And so who are you going to get other than Andre the Giant? So, yeah, he had a great a, a great uh, appearance in pop culture, in everyday media. Like you said, if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew who Andre the Giant was. He was one of those guys that was able to transcend the industry that he was in and kind of become a household name. And when you think about how many pro wrestlers there has been 
that's kind of a rare thing. You know, you have a handful of guys who everybody knows, no matter where you go in the country, where you go in the world, you could say a name and they would know who that is. And Andre the Giant was definitely one of those guys. Now, I'll t- let's I'll talk. What, what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, you just, you just, you just brought up a point. You just said something that just triggered an idea in my head, and it's, it's not even an Andre, but I'm just curious to see what you would say. So yeah, back then, not that many people dabbled around in, in the, uh, in you know, TV and movies for, for wrestling. But like you said, if you need someone that size, you, you go to someone like Andre. And then, you know, throughout the years, you, you saw more and more Hogan did them, Piper did them. Obviously, The Rock became the, the biggest uh, box office attraction ever. So, you know, th- there are wrestlers that, that do both. Let me ask you a question, Jay, just, just for shits and giggles. I'm just curious. So say you are an executive of a, a hot new TV show that's coming out and you're casting for it. And there is three openings for uh, three, whatever, just to say three, three wrestlers on this show or, or three different roles you need to be played. And, and those roles can be anything, but if you were to look at today's landscape of wrestling and who's out there right now on TV, not knowing anything about wrestling. You just say you watched, you know, an episode of Raw, and you watched an episode of AEW. Uh, who, who would be some of the people that grabbed your attention now if you were uh, a producer looking to, to cast? Interesting question, right? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. But to be honest with you, it's a difficult question because if you want somebody who's going to get – somebody to tune into your program. You're going to have to choose a wrestler that has that crossover appeal. Somebody who is going to be recognized by most people, not just wrestling fans. They're going to have to be recognized by most people in order to grab their attention and get them to tune into your show. And so who on either roster has super crossover appeal right now? That's a tough question. I don't know if there's many to be honest with you. I'd, ha- I'd, have to, I'd, I'd have to say Miz has to be up there. He was just, you know, he just had a, a, a fantastic uh, run on Dancing with the Stars, which is an extremely popular show, and uh, he, he lasted for a while on there. I, I think that he's someone that, you know, can definitely. Uh, I mean, he's not a gigantic name by any stretch of imagination as far as a household name goes, but uh, I, I think that he's someone that can definitely uh, accept that role and, and probably do well at it. I would say the thing that The Miz has going for him, too, is he came from the world of reality TV, from MTV. And so he's got that experience, and then he's got a little bit of name behind him. If people watched any of the real world stuff, they would know who he is. I would think another guy that could have crossover appeal is Brock Lesnar, just because he's been on the UFC. He's been in the World Wrestling Federation. He tried out for the Minnesota Vikings. So he's kind of dipped his hat in different circles. He might be a name that people would be familiar with, but I, I don't you, think you have, I don't think you have the Andre, the giants, the Hulk Hogan, no, you know, you know, that you could, that no. you could pull from uh, Tommy. We're going to continue this conversation about the eighth wonder of the world by going back to the slam line. We got a caller who's been listening for a little while on hold. We're going to invite him on the show. Caller. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello, my own. You are on live 80s Wrestling, the podcast. What's your name and where are you calling from? 
Yeah, this is Marty calling from Millville, New Jersey. I'm from the uh, better part, the south part of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, hey, brother, I'm, I'm a Jersey boy, so, uh, yeah, you're right. South Jersey. Is yeah, cool. much, much respect, though. Because uh, every time you bring up Wildwood, I'm like, all right, finally, I'm listening to people talk about a place I know. People, people are uh, are are more friendlier in South Jersey than they are in North Jersey, Jay. A hundred hundred percent, I'll tell you that, right? Well, let, oh, listen, although, Mike, you got... although Jay, I got to tell you, I've never seen the wrestling eye in South Jersey. I just, I'm gonna be honest. With you. Oh, brother Marty! Whoa, bringing some info. I love wow. it. Wow, my own my own New Jerseyan is turning on me. Listen, holy, yeah, never... holy! That, I that had a feeling that Tommy there. was making the wrestling eye in his down. basement. <laughs> wow. Well, hey, no, man, guys, look, my, look, my look knowledge of geography is not that great. How big is New Jersey? Is there really that big of a difference from North Jersey and South Jersey? It's about uh, a, we, we fit a lot in a small spot. Yeah, All we right. do. All we, right. New, Jer- New Jersey's only uh, the whole. You could drive through from top to bottom of New Jersey in about three hours. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it's not it's not gigantic, but yeah, I mean, people live in South Jersey are definitely a little bit more. Uh, calmer and nicer than uh people in north jersey for some reason but anyway man welcome to the show thank you for listening obviously you've been uh you've been listening for a while if you know about the uh, wrestling eye story and uh andre the giant what what do you prefer andre better as a good guy or a bad guy uh be honest with you bad guy uh because when i first remember andre was 87 it was the saturday night's main event battle royal right before wrestlemania 3 and I thought he killed Leaping Lanny Poffo. I was scared. I, I was like, I was still six years old. I haven't turned seven yet. And here comes Andre. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Hulkamaniac. I'm trying to rip my shirt off. I'm going crazy. And Andre just grabbed a hold of him and threw him out. And then I thought he killed Leaping Lanny. It was nuts. And that's why I remember him as a heel. So it scared me to death. Uh, but I do love going back and watching the old stuff where he's a face where he can move a lot better. You know, the guy was, the guy was so amazing. He just, you know, you know, was even bigger than wrestling. Now, the thing with Poffo, you're talking about that battle royal that was on Saturday night's main yeah. event, right? Man, I'll tell you yeah, what. Yeah, two weeks before WrestleMania 3. Oh, yeah, man. I think me and Jay talked about this a couple months ago here on the show and how special yeah. it was because that was that was the last second buildup for WrestleMania 3. Uh, at that point, not that they needed the story was so awesome that they didn't need to do anything else. People were already watering from the mouth wanting to see that match. But me and Jay mentioned a couple months back about that battle royal is how awesome it was when Andre and Hogan first you know, first laid eyes on each other. All the wrestlers in the ring kind of circled around Andre and Hogan. How cool was that? Oh my God, it was it was amazing. And I love how Andre was standing there, like, not letting him in at first. And you just saw, like, it was, it was scary looking. And then all of a sudden, real smugly, he tells Hulk, come on in. And he starts, like, with the hands and just gesturing at him, like, come on in, let's go. And then when he threw Hulk out with the, like, threw him away like trash, and he made that, like, you know, hand gesture, uh, I thought that was incredible. And actually, if you go back to that whole card, it was amazing. Like, Jake the Snake, Ken Kong Bundy, and Steamboat and Savage. That was just that. That was the best Saturday Night's main event ever. But uh, the, the, of course, the best was Andre and Hulk, no doubt. Now you're you're a Jersey boy. Did you ever get to see Andre wrestle at the Meadowlands Arena? Uh, no, but I was at WrestleMania four, 
Have, uh, my birthday is March 28th, so it's always around WrestleMania. So my dad took me as a surprise. Nice. And we, yeah, we got to go to Trump Plaza uh, in Atlantic City. And I remember, like, telling my dad, like, yeah, that's close. Like, let's go. And um, he's like, no, we can't do it. And then I'm in the arena, and I can hear things going on because we were late. And, uh, yeah, I was at WrestleMania 4. I got to see Hulk and Andre, and I got to see Savage go over uh, to the Aussie at the end. It was amazing. That is amazing. Oh, my word. I've ever gotten. <laughs> I can see why. That would be absolutely incredible to be there in person. Now, Tommy tells me that uh, the venue is not as large as it appeared to be on TV. And I just went back and I watched a little bit of it. And with the camera angles they use, it looks like a really large venue, but it, it, it's not, is it, Marty? No. When I was a little kid, I thought it was huge. But then sure. uh, they had a minor league hockey team there, and I would go as an adult, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they had a WrestleMania 4 here? Like, they had, you know, like, right after they had it in, like, the, the Silver Bell. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, they did an amazing job of making it seem larger than life and, and having those, you know, that kind of event. It's pretty amazing what they pulled off. Yeah, I'm I'm super jealous that you guys got to experience things like that in New Jersey. Now, was WrestleMania four was that the one where Jesse Ventura was doing some commentary from like the balcony and stood up and hit like the double bicep pose and was kind of flexing for the crowd, or was that a different one? Yeah, no, that was four. That was yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> WrestleManias back then, I just had such a different feel to them than I think they do today. Of course, now. They're a lot larger on scale, and it's a multiple-day event. But back then, man, it just felt so special. So the fact that you got to experience that as a kid, that's, that's, a, that's a lifelong memory, Marty. Yeah, it's like being at the Super Bowl, and I'll never forget it. I hope I can uh, do the same for my kids one day. That's fantastic. Awesome, well, Marty, thank you so much for calling in, man. you got to call in more often. we got to put Tommy in his place here. I, I'm, down I'm going to, and, and, and I, I want to say thank you to you guys because it's like listening every week is like sitting around with a bunch of friends talking about old wrestling. It's just you guys are awesome. I, love it. I really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, thank you, man. I, we we appreciate you listening every week. All right, no problem. Maybe I'll try to get up to North Jersey sometime in short because I'm dying to get up there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you, brother. There you go. All right, cool. Tommy, Jay, thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Thanks, thank Marty. You, man. I right, see you. Was that Marty Gennetti? We never got his last name. <laughs> it, it I tell you what, been. he was definitely team jumping Jay though. How the hell do you, you live in New Jersey? You never heard of the Wrestling Eye? Listen, man, maybe this was like a, a like a small print, just North Jersey kind of magazine. No Are way. You, we gotta find. We gotta contact somebody that worked for the Wrestling Eye and see what kind of distribution they had. Brother, they had, they had a, they were they were worldwide wrestling eye. Well, so far, North Jersey is what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, maybe the wrestling eye wasn't worldwide, but definitely Andre the Giant was a fantastic career. And and again, we we didn't even begin to scratch the surface on uh, Andre the Giant's career, but we're winding down. Well, it was definitely interesting hearing different, you know opinions and, and points of view from the, the listeners today. But I mean, everyone pretty much, you know, was on the same page today that, you know, overall he's just one of, if not the biggest icon 
in the history of wrestling. And I'm saying the, because he might be the, the top one of all time. So when, you, when you talk about, you know, just the, 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 the 100 years from now or 200 years from now, you know, the, the legend of Andre the Giant. It's going to be tough, like Andre, Undertaker, Hogan. I mean, Andre, man, I mean, they'll be talking about him forever. You know, there's a couple things that put it into perspective is, one, Andre the Giant accomplished this being known worldwide in a world that didn't have social media. So it's not like he was out there plugging himself and getting himself over. It was people would see Andre, and then they would go to their friends and say, you won't believe this guy. Like, he's a giant. And then when you get him on TV – it goes out to a national audience and people get to see this almost myth-like person that they've been hearing about. Here is Andre the Giant. And he's one of these guys whose legend, whose career seems to grow larger and larger as time passes. Like he almost becomes this mythical creature that people talk about, this Andre the Giant, where a lot of the times, unfortunately, we see legends of the business kind of go downhill and maybe make some life decisions that cast them in a different light and you kind of have a different opinion of them. But so far, everybody that gets interviewed about Andre has awesome things to say about him and they kind of lend to the story of this guy being larger than life. So I don't see Andre the Giant's memory ever fading or diminishing it. I only see it getting bigger as, as time passes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah, that's, dude, that's perfect. And, and that's what I meant. Well, that was, was trying, I was trying to say, uh, yeah, I mean, a hundred years from now, 10 years from now, they're going to, they're going to look back and I mean, all these guys in Stone Cold, the rock, Savage, Hogan, warrior, Piper, these, these iconic flair, that these big names that will just you know, live forever, uh, they might never be one that lives bigger than Andre the Giant. Right. He casts a large shadow, and his shoes literally are hard to fill for people. And so, and I'm, and I'm you sure, know. And I'm sure the story will change, Jay, too. Like you said, like 100 years from now, it'll be from, you know, he had 138 bears till he had 614 bears. Right. You know, the, the, the legend of Andre will continue to grow and grow and grow. So that reason alone, well, you see the memes they share on social media and the, you know, of Andre and drinking the beers and all this other stuff. Like, I just think that he will be a legend that will live forever and the legend will continue to grow. Like you said, that, that's perfect. What you just said. Well then to wrap it up, the only question I have for you, well, I guess we have two questions. First, we got to know from you heel or face. And then I'll ask my final question. Just for the the memory of being there live when he turned on Hogan, uh, definitely as a heel. How about you? 100% heel. You know, I think he enjoyed being babyface. I think he was a great babyface because he was a fan favorite. Like, people loved to see him. But when he turned heel, like, he's the definition of immovable object, unstoppable force, Andre the Giant. So heel all day long for me. Now, my final question. As a guy who owns a wrestling memorabilia superstore up there in the beautiful North New Jersey, I got to know either what is the best piece of Andre merchandise you currently have at the store or what is like the coolest piece that you've seen come and go through your doors? Uh, 
I have a couple loose onto the giant figures like Hasbro and LJNs. Um, not the not the black strap one, the one with the the blue tights. But uh, I, I had, I guess I had a the the black the black stripe the black uh, singlet one. LJN, I had that one in in really Are good. Are you condition. serious? That's yeah, rare, dude. Yeah, it was pretty rare. I had it in really good condition too. So that was probably the. I didn't have it on card, but it, it was in real good shape. That's probably the biggest piece of Andre merchant, uh, merchandise I had because his yeah. stuff. I mean, to get an autograph of him, man. I mean, that's worth thousands. I, and oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't have any of them, and they're they're few and far between. You know, the autographs of Andre the Giant. But uh, that that's probably the, the 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 biggest piece I had, and uh, I'm always on the lookout for Andre stuff. I, I had a I had a really cool big. Remember the big. Uh, Beer mugs that the big with oh, the, yeah. the handle. I had an Andre yep. one in last week. That any anytime I put anything on Andre out, it doesn't last very long uh, on the shelf. So he's definitely one of the guys that uh, collectors look for when when they come in the store. Definitely. Listen, that black strap Andre the Giant LJN is highly sought after because LJN they did a couple Andres. They did a short hair Andre, a long hair Andre, and then the black strap Andre came as like the last edition, the black card. LJNs. They didn't make very many of them. And so collectors, that's a highly sought after figure. And so I, I, I would have loved to have spent when you had it. Cause that is something that is rare. You don't see those laying around eBay every day. No, you don't. Well, uh, I guess that wraps it up for this week here on eighties uh, wrestling, the podcast, really interesting talk, talking about the, the career of the eighth wonder of the world. Like I said, we didn't even really, get a chance to really dig deep into his career just because we can only do the show around an hour because I actually have my doors locked in the store until the podcast is over. And I can see uh, there's about 500 fans outside the door right now waiting <laughs> to get inside. <laughs> I better open it up for them. But uh, and, until uh, next weekend, uh, Jay, I hope you and your family have a, a great weekend down there in uh, Minnesota. Hope you guys, uh, Tune in this Monday night live, our virtual signing series with the Dr. Style, the Slickster. It's coming to the house, $25. You get a personalized autograph picture. Watch them sign it live, and uh, we'll definitely uh, ship it out right after the signing. So anyone that wants to now, go to 80swrestlingcon.com, 80swrestlingcon.com. Place your order now and then tune in this Monday night and watch them sign it live. And anyone that lives in the New Jersey area, hope to see you at the Wrestling Collector this Sunday from 2 to 5 p.m. for the reunion of the Dream Team. That's going to be a great weekend, Tommy. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear how Sunday goes. And you know I'll be tuning in to Monday Night Virtual Live on your Facebook page. Super excited. Thanks, man. Until next week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Fee, five, four, pop, Andre.